The car you drive every day should be fun. But it has to do the boring stuff too, like commute, be affordable, and haul your groceries. You can have both, and we'll help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. So this is going to be a little bit different podcast for us. Yeah, it is. First off, it's weird for Paul and I because Paul and I are rarely in the same room to do the podcast. But yeah, we're actually sitting in a room instead of in front of a mic because we're here with the guys from Gears and Gasoline. We are literally, it's going to sound a little different than it normally does because we are literally sitting in my living room on the couches just sitting around talking. Yeah. And you guys are just kind of kind of join us. We did mention to all of you that we have the Gears and Gasoline guys with us here in Utah, which is awesome. They did a 36-hour straight drive. Marathon you drive and I'll drive. sleep back and forth, back and <laughs> yeah. forth. They are conscious, which is cool, which is very Surprising good. Surprising as well. So Ben, Ben, thank you guys for being here. Thank yeah, you for having us. Having yeah, I appreciate it. As we've said, we've been working hard on getting more guests on the show, and we're happy to have both of you with us. Like Todd said, it'll sound a little different, but we've got a debate. But we want to hear from these guys up front. We want to kind of hear the story. And we're already we're asking for questions on social media. If you saw, I'm checking Facebook and Instagram here. And uh, thank you guys for posting up questions for both these guys. Looks like even Cadbury is giving you some, some props on here. They're telling you you're putting out some of the best cinematography he's seen for an auto channel. So start there. I mean, he's giving you compliments already. Start there. I mean, what, what was... Okay, sorry, no. we, we've got to start somewhere, but, well, you know... thank you. <laughs> would be the first I would start with. That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing the channel for, I guess, about two years now. Um, coming up on two years. And, um, yeah, uh, Ben, other Ben. So it's going to be confusing for the podcast because you can't visually see us. Uh, but we're both named Ben, so um, I, we can number us. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, how would you guys like to refer to us? <laughs> well, but your voices are different enough. Uh, no. yeah. It's all good. So uh, other Ben uh, was a video major in uh, college, and so he was doing a lot of video production and stuff uh, for part of his degree. And uh, I was working on a build, uh, the uh, Ford Escort ZX2, which is... Um, Hopefully a little bit nicer than you're picturing in your mind right now. Um, but and, um, not as cool as you're picturing either. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> if you're thinking of like an, an 80s rural drive rally escort, it's not that. No, I so. wish. Uh, very, yeah, US ZX2. Nothing that money can't solve, right? That uh, <laughs> chassis? Possibly. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad chassis. No, it's a Mazda chassis, actually. It's a yeah. Mazda BG chassis. Right. But uh, anyway, uh, so Ben uh, had a project they had to do for college, and so he uh, asked me, you know, hey, can we you know, film a video on your car? And I was like, yeah, sounds great. I had dabbled with video a little bit before, and I was interested in it. And so uh, he did that video, um, you know, and then I think that was what kind of sparked both of our interests to continue doing stuff. And we're like, mm -hmm. yeah, let's just throw it up on YouTube. Um, and that was kind of where it started. And then we got into doing some more um, videos on other people. You know, car reviews are always kind of a big thing on YouTube. Um, did a couple sure. of those, went to some car shows, filming those. Um, really just kind of uh, feeling around and finding out kind of where our niche is. And um, just filming as much as we can. I mean, we're still at a point where we're like, yeah, let's just film as much as we can because we both love doing it. Yeah. So. so car videos are a thing on YouTube, apparently. Well, believe it or not. Huh. Yeah. Mm. We, should, we should try that. That'd be interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. What a, what a we thought. We ought to do that. Yeah. If you guys want some you know, critique, any advice, I'm sure we can give you plenty. Fantastic. <laughs> Later, we're going to actually do a private Q&A after the podcast. We're going to ask Ben and Ben what it's like to shoot cars. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> it's going to be but, so um, informative. But here's the thing, though. If you don't know the Gears and Gasoline guys already, there's, there's multiple profiles that you should go watch. They've done a lot of profiles on YouTubers and a lot of other car videos. They even have a really good video on there about right. who are Gears and Gasoline. They just tell you. So you can actually see who both Ben and Ben are to help you with your visuals. But um, they were some of the first people, maybe the first people, they're looking at me wondering what I'm going to say, yeah. but <laughs> to, to, do, to kind of show who is the guy behind regular car reviews. 
Most people had never even That's seen right. his face. Nobody That's had no right. idea, any idea what he was. He was just a voice. That was totally timing, yeah. too. Yeah. Like I mean, and it was not like we had like this grand scheme. It just like totally happened to be the case that we were like, he came to our town to film. He filmed uh, Ben's R6, his Yamaha okay. R6, and okay. his Subaru uh, okay. Legacy Spec B. And Ben, being just an entrepreneurial wizard, was like, "Hey, can we film with you?" You know, like just mm -hmm. and. I was like, yeah, I mean, we like that's good, but like he doesn't show face in his videos, so how are we supposed to make a video about him? And this was at the like exact same time that Mr. Regular had decided that he was going to start showing his face. Yeah, it's just pure yeah. luck, you know. And otherwise, the video wouldn't be, yeah. you know, there would be no novelty to the video. But you know, yeah, because the thumbnail is his face just yeah. with hit with him with this weird expression on his face, and then you know he gets like all personal in in, in the interview and stuff. Like, it did really well. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good piece. And they've also done, I mean. A while back, actually, the way we got connected with these guys is a while back when we had Jason Finsky on the podcast. Right, right. Somebody asked in the Facebook questions, and thank you guys for continuing to send those in. Somebody asked in the Facebook questions, they said, hey, would you guys like to be featured by Gears and Gasoline, and don't you think they should do a piece on Jason? And I brought it up, and that was one of the questions we talked about. And Jason hadn't, hadn't connected with these guys yet. And since then, you've probably even seen that they've done a piece on Jason that's awesome. Yeah. And now they're here going to do a piece on us, which... It'll have us in it. Other than that, it might be awesome, but it will have us in it. So that's happening so, as well. Yeah. yeah, we don't even know. They haven't even shot a frame yet. We're here the oh, night yeah. before. They've just rolled in and uh, grabbed a, a bit of dinner with these guys. So it's been nice to get to know both of you. And Thank you for the dinner, by yeah, the way. Yeah, dinner was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, we, show, we ate at a really cool restaurant. Yeah, there yeah. were uh, tables underneath cars, uh, for anyone listening that doesn't know. There's a restaurant that literally has cars in the air on a lift that you can eat underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of got the garage feel, yeah. which is cool. <laughs> a little bit. A little the, bit. <laughs> the door handles are literally box wrenches. So. That's right, bit. that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, keep going. I mean, you're from Virginia. Yep. And traveled all the way. What sparked the road trip thing? Uh, we love road trips. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Like, Any excuse to drive. Yeah. Like, we do dumb stuff <laughs> to justify road trips. <laughs> but so. you chose a Kia, and here I am. You think that I'm, you know, still are we, faking are we, it I, here. I, oh. You think that I'm faking it, but I'm not. They chose a Kia. What are, were you in? Well, it's uh, turbocharged. Uh, it is bored out, stroked. Uh, of course you know, it is. I, I wish. Uh. Words that have never been associated with Kia ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, we, we just got a Kia rental car just because uh, we're putting 6,000 miles on a car. Right. And so we figured, why not just put on a car that we don't have to worry about and just, just yep. go. Um, but no, we, we had taken a lot of road trips in the past, um, mainly to buy car parts. So we would come up on Craigslist and say, there's a great deal in Chicago. I know it's like 12 hours away. Well, we're going to go get it because it's a great deal. Even with gas, it's still a great deal. So we would just go. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so we had taken, we'd taken like a 36-hour road trip before down sweeping around Texas, or not Texas, it was, uh, it was Tennessee, a, Louisiana. Yeah, it was a car parts extravaganza. Yeah. There was a part that he wanted that he couldn't get anywhere else that someone was selling in Louisiana. And then, so I was like, oh, well, we're going to Louisiana. Let me look on our route. And I was like, well, there's an exhaust for my Evo in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, well, those I, are close, right? Well, just, I mean, you know, we need to go there anyways. And he found uh, in Kentucky, there was a flywheel yeah. for his ZX2, yeah, I think. So which is a like, rarity. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. And we did it pretty much nonstop. It was just yeah. wow. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. And I mean, so. the reason we have to like do these road trips so quick, everyone says, oh, man, you've been to so-and-so, you've been there. And they're like, oh, have you seen such? And like, no, we were just driving right through and yeah. just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, we have day jobs. And so yeah. we're trying to knock it out on the weekend. So we'll do crazy trips to states, lots of states away, but we have to knock it out on the weekend. Yeah. Um, this, obviously, this trip has an exception to that. Because mm -hmm. um, you're headed to L.A. after this, right? We are. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, what's, the, what's next for you in L.A.? Uh, we are going to, well, Ben, I, I'll let you. Uh, uh, unless you don't want to reveal <laughs> no, it. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we already revealed it on our channel. But um, we're going to go and film with Matt Farah. Cool. Um, awesome. <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, like, huge, huge, like, inspiration to us as far as, you know, doing, yeah. like, your channel, his channel. Like, just, like, that kind of, like, hyper-polished. Uh, you know, he's, like, what he did with Tuned on Drive. You mm -hmm. know, just, like, yeah. that hype level, yeah, yeah. like, really high high production quality. Huge stuff, yeah. Um car reviews and, right. and just car content really good with his words i i'm yeah. not good with my words and i, I <laughs> i'm like i need to be that good <laughs> it's hard to do words good it is i can't <laughs> nice do words good <laughs> yes nice nice well yeah we sure have enjoyed being on his podcast in la we usually tie that into uh various shoots that that you and i are doing for uh for various Matt things both likes but, us and uh, doesn't like us on the podcast because we're the guys that fly in and go to him right after we've landed oh that's true so we end up requiring him to podcast later than he wants and because it's lax it's like we'll be there at eight <laughs> no we'll be there at 30 you know man it'll be after nine i'm sorry it's 9 30 <laughs> we true. just got here I, yeah but he's and been it very doesn't matter when yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. when so well uh yeah that's pretty cool so is it just uh matt or anybody no, else yeah we're gonna we're actually coming back to salt lake city um okay. And maybe we'll eat at that restaurant again uh, to film a uh, another YouTuber uh, called Salt City Euros. Uh, yeah. They do a lot of like BMW um, stuff, uh, build videos. Again, really high polished cinematic yeah. um, content. So Actually, that's, that's it's really funny because it's two it's two dudes. It's Nico and yeah. Max, mm -hmm. and Max is production full time as his day job. He uh, does like video for a company, and yeah. then yeah. and then what? Did I, Nico works at a medical. Like a hospital or something like that. Mm -hmm. I I apologize. Yeah, but he, he's, wrong, he's but... more of the car related. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it seems like whenever there's like a, a two guys one channel like type, <laughs> type deal, it's like <laughs> always one dude is production. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one dude is production, yeah. and then the other person is you know business or like whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like, yeah. Well, uh, interestingly, we uh, met Nico over last summer in 2016 because if you haven't seen Icon yet. Chance and Mandy have stacks to send you. That's Please uh, order that. Many, many As a matter of fact, we were just looking at the analytics for Icon, and that has just exceeded our expectations. So thank you to all of you who have watched it. If you have not seen it yet, Vimeo for download or rental, and the Blu-ray on Amazon.com. But uh, Nico I drove haven't down. Seen it yet. I, well, I, yeah, you guys I'm, haven't seen it yet. We need. I to, think uh, I'll uh, buy it tonight and watch it before we go to bed. Exactly, exactly. So thank you to Nico. He brought down the white. E36 four-door mm -hmm. and we were in desperate need of that car and he helped us out he drove all the way down and brought that it was a friend of his wow. yeah. and brought that to us so it was nice to connect with those guys and meet and find out about their channel as well and yeah just my call to you know hey we need this car it kind of trickled out and it was just amazing we got yeah. got in touch with those guys so he's been very gracious they definitely know their their classic bmws for sure yeah, yeah it was a great small world moment they still in fact this is random they drove down that E36 the day. We had one day when we could actually get all of the cars on camera because we had an M2 press car, and it was only allowed over one weekend. Where we had the week, it was staggered over one weekend. So we had to, to converge all the cars. Anytime you see all the cars on camera, it's nine of them together. That was all shot in one day. So we didn't have it. We had to figure out every one of those cars has to be this day. Yeah, we can right. move other things, but that day right. everybody has to be there. Right. And so that E36, uh, E36 rolled in at the last minute, as did, as did the E46. Those were like yeah. the, practically the morning yeah. of. And then we put, we were supposed to have all of the owners meet us at this parking lot in the middle of nowhere. So you had two old road cones. You oh, used yeah. I was going to try to use as, those. As spotters <laughs> in LA because you had so much trouble with people That's parking right. and bumping into your car in LA. You actually had, had a cone in this one bad parking. Protective. 
Yeah, but but you had a terrible parking space that people kept kind of coming around the corner and nicking. I so you actually put a had damage. Yeah. From that. So yeah. anyway, so you had these two big road cones you bought. We put them in the back of that E36 of Nikos to take right. them up to That's put them on the outside of the little turnout because we were in this weird turnout you can miss if you if you're not careful. And then we ended up meeting every single BMW owner at the gas station at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> So Which everybody so knew where, who, to, who to be with. And then at the end of the day, the E36 drives back up to Ogden. And it was 24 hours later, Paul goes, my cones are still in the trunk of that car. Yeah. So, Nico, I hope you're getting used out of those cones. Yeah, we Because we, we don't have them anymore. <laughs> uh, but it's anyway. all good. It's all good. I mean, one of those things. And as far as shoot craziness at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's just nuts. Yeah. I mean, I just I want to take a minute to be just like, uh, YouTube is such an amazing place that it's a non-competitive market that we can work with these other YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you guys know all these people that we're going to go film with, and it's like it's a tight-knit like community, really. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's great how all that works out. So yeah. I just have to take a little uh, step back and uh, emotional uh, think about. Uh, isn't the world beautiful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is cool. I mean, it's a it's a very small world for mm -hmm. better and for worse, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's weird because YouTube on one level is such a monster, but on another level, it, certainly in the automotive, it's niche enough that everybody does know yeah, everybody. Yeah. One of the things that is great about it, in spite of the fact that YouTube can be difficult to monetize, we were talking about this over dinner, YouTube can be difficult to monetize if what you want to do is quality instead of mm -hmm. quantity. Quantity is what it rewards. But what is great about YouTube, and I mean, you guys are evident and so are we, you get a camera, you make something you like, you can post it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. if you want to dedicate yourself to it, there's something there. That can have very good and bad results. Yeah, well, of know, course. No, absolutely. No, all spend plenty every, of time. Yes. Yes. This exists. <laughs> this video that I'm watching on YouTube and wasting my time exists. Yeah. Well, but here's the more frightening that. part. There was somebody. This is. You're right. This is the the bad side of this coin because there was somebody out there that made that video and went. That's really good. I should post this. I really so, ought to okay, share so, that. So here's a yeah. question for you guys. You guys have been. You were in like you were in production prior to um, starting YouTube. Certainly. Whereas with us, YouTube, you can kind of watch it as like a blossoming of like the video seed in us and like Certainly. our progression. Mm -hmm. But like, do you guys have any content on your channel that you're not proud of? Like that you did ten years ago or whatever, and you're mm -hmm. like, we would not have produced something like that now. Somebody asked this question on Facebook last week, I think. Okay. And just okay. uh, same kind of question, but along the lines of. If you went back, what would you change? Mm -hmm. It was along those kind of lines. And, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a lot we would like to change. As a matter of fact, Todd tells me all the time when he's cutting films, and he'll say, oh, can I just, re I just want to make a new master because I'd like to change. I said, Todd, nobody's going to see that. Your critical eye yeah. is kicking in in a big way, and I'm sure it happens to you too. Sure. But if we were to go back and, and be at the place we are now, I mean, we constantly are critical of ourselves, I'm sure, as you are of yourselves, and wanting to constantly improve, but we wouldn't be here at that place if we hadn't stumbled and stuttered and, you know, yeah, tried that. I mean, when Todd and I were starting out, we, we took cameras out. GoPros didn't exist at the time, yes. nor did DSLRs at the price Suddenly, level. Suddenly, we're going to seem very, very old when we tell the story, but yes. No, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure you do. Your, your, sure parents, you do. your parents told you about those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They were dark days. <laughs> Yeah. We acquired 35 millimeter film, and yeah. <laughs> I remember the days when we used DVDs back back way back then. Yeah. Well, but no. you bring up an interesting point. I mean, that, you know, what I'm saying where I'm going with all this. It was just mm -hmm. we we tried it, and we yeah. didn't know if it was going to be success. No, that was the we thing. we knew what we were going to try, but you know, are the seeds there? And I think you, both you and I were willing to not go forth, you know, go further with things if uh, if we just thought, well, that didn't really yeah. look good because. What's the point? Yeah. Why are we on camera? Yeah. <laughs> why are we? And there on are some of you out there going, "Yeah, why did you decide why? that was okay?" <laughs> exactly. But but the thing is, though, the, there 
I was proud of the stuff we did at the time we did it, but of course I look back on it now and, and kind of shudder. But the one thing that I would say I wish we'd done from day one was our ratings. Because, mm -hmm. I, and I'm very guilty of this, and, and uh, those of you listening that have ever watched me, and my wife would even chime in and go, yes, that's true. My emotional swing is narrow. <laughs> and when I'm okay. really angry about something or really happy about something, that's like three steps on a scale of most people who have ten. So the problem is, <laughs> when I start ranting about a car, I could be really happy about it or really angry about it, and you're not entirely sure. So what's... <laughs> people like it when you rant, though. Yes, my rants sometimes are, are exciting. Like it. But but here's the thing that I discovered though. Like we did an early, really early BMW three series piece. And by and large, you and I liked the car. That's right. That's but right. But our commentary in the comments, people thought we hated it. Conversely, mm -hmm. there was some stuff that I said about the Mazda Speed Miata that we first drove, where I really liked the car. You weren't a fan, but I really liked the car. Mm -hmm. But people's takeaway is that I didn't like the car. What I find is interesting about our ratings is that it ends up being like the headline to leave you with. Because you and I spend so much time talking about both good and bad on a car, and we've mm -hmm. talked about this before. Mm -hmm. The problem with giving critiques about a car, or honestly, a screenplay, or a whatever you did that was a creative thing, um, I've seen this like crazy. If you, if you give somebody 10 positives and 2 negatives, the negatives will hit harder. That's I know that. Yeah. I know yeah. that as as a, as a creator, when somebody gives me critique, mm -hmm. it's so hard yeah. to go, okay, wait, wait, hang on. There were 10 positive things said. Why am I not noticing those? I mean, it's kind of a right, human nature thing. Right. But what we've noticed that so much when an audience watches a piece, the critiques hit so hard that without those ratings on the end, a lot of times people walk away with the wrong impression of how we overall felt about a car. And the first six or eight pieces we did did not have ratings. And it, that was the real lesson, was to go, okay, if we're going to do this, we've got to be able to leave people with a headline that they go, oh, that was the conclusion. Uh, that's something I would have changed, right. but that was a learning curve of it as well. Right. I think uh, another big thing for me was Todd and I knew what we wanted to do. We spent time figuring out what the show would be and what the show wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And I think fair, you, fair. you, both of you are past that point as well. I think you've figured out what are you and what you are not. And you know, as we would grow the show from 07 you know, and starting out, everybody we'd talk to about and cars or whatever, everybody has some sort of idea and they'd say, you know what you should do is classic cars or mm -hmm. builds or tuned or this, but it was the thing they're interested in. Yeah. And we had to ask ourselves, what are we interested in? What do sure, we think will sure. be the most appealing? Yeah. So therefore that relates to questions about tuning and things like mm -hmm. that. No, we haven't actually allowed ourselves really to get deep into the tuning scene, even though we could, there's a lot of stuff on that, but you know, we, we really... That was something we did do well, and we, we figured that out initially, and we said, what do we want this show to be? If we're going to yeah. go ahead with this, yeah. who are we appealing to? Yeah. What do we want to shoot? How will it be shot? Quality, of course, is the big discussion there. And then what are we not? You know, Are we doing pickup trucks? There's plenty of mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. out there, but we're enthusiast drivers, so let's focus on this. And, and that was something that we You raised a good on. point. Like When we were uh, filming with uh, Jason from Engineering Explained, he, mm -hmm. he said... Um, when you're doing like YouTube, you have to pick something that you're passionate in because you're going to do a lot of it. And if you're not yeah. passionate in it, you're going to get burned out very quickly. Mm -hmm. you know, cause you're, so yeah. like with you guys, you know, you, you know very much what you're into. You're into enthusiast cars, not really tuned cars and you're good at it. You know, yeah. you know like you're good at producing that content and like yeah. we're into cinematography and cars. So yeah. like, I mean, I'd know. say we're into like tuned cars. 
I think yeah. I think we we like typically modified cars a little yeah. bit more. I mean, uh, to yeah, an extent, obviously, but yeah, yeah, like to a lesser extent, but yeah, like. We, we both drive tuner cars or whatever, right. and mm -hmm. you know, sure. we're both young guys, we're into imports, so. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it occurred to me watching your videos, I, uh, I thought, all right, with the advent of autonomy upon us, we talk about that a lot, Todd and I do, and electric cars. Oh, here we are. I know what you're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you understand where I'm going. I do. And, and I, okay. So do you consider yourselves in an old school, even though you guys are young, but are you an old school approach to things? Or are you going to be open to, hey, this new electric thing? Why is this on gears and gasoline? So, yeah, I would, say, I would say, yes, we're called, we're called gears and gasoline. Uh, and part of that was because we also do motorcycles. So okay. we wanted to allow that you know, to kind of fit in there as well. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. But in the same way that if you've ever watched regular car reviews, he will do irregular cars, mm -hmm. and and I think that's okay. Uh, or Subaru WRX fan, he has a, a Mustang, you know. Um, and so and, and you guys will do a Countach, which is not an everyday driver. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I'm a fan of electric. Uh, I I say bring it on. Um, I think it's great. I think it can help. You know, the torque band and everything. If it improves the driving experience. <laughs> Go for it. Then you know, absolutely. Let's yeah. find out. Yeah. Right. yeah. I love that when we're going through positives of electric cars, <laughs> you cite the, more power. the torque band as <laughs> the, the positive. Yes, yes. Surely there's some oil in there. <laughs> Petrochemicals were used to make the car. I mean, there's probably gears in, like, the door locks. Sure. <laughs> deep down in the yeah. solenoid somewhere. Right. Of course, of course. Well, we've got a car debate to, we do. Uh, to share, and Darren, you didn't know that you were going to get all four of us on this debate, but, but uh, only two of those opinions will be valuable. So. <laughs> no, but you can true. roll the dice as to who those two are. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm not that narcissistic. <laughs> well, Darren is uh, writing in. He has written to us before, and he admits it was sort of a hypothetical situation, but it really has come time for him to buy a car, so Darren is now in Vancouver. He's been living in Dubai... For a year and a half, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the past 1.5 years, and he had an E92 M3. So he that was there. He loved. Aren't the Dubai airports full of exotic cars? That <laughs> well, there was that time period where that happened. Can't you just go shopping and go get you yourself think. and you know a there P1 was, or but, whatever? But there was that one Ferrari F40, or maybe it was an Enzo with dust on it. I swear okay. that that picture by itself became to stand for this is what cars in Dubai are. And it was one photo, but there was that time period <laughs> when there's gotta be gobs of them. You just shop for new. But cars there was that and... time period when like investors, when they were throwing up buildings in a day mm. and a half, when investors were all they were having their uh, <laughs> the margin call. And yeah. so people were going to airports and going, get on a plane! And yeah, left cars behind. But keys now, in though, it and they're out. But now, though, everything you can imagine car-wise is in Dubai. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the thing I keep hearing is not only is everything there, but a lot of the stuff we would talk about on this channel is kind of cheap. <laughs> I mean, you can find... Look, here's a guy oh. who has... I have a Bugatti and an F1 Don't and a Chiron. Don't we need to go of find course you out? Do. But yeah, yeah, we need to take Saying a Saying that the very thing that I hate about every auto journalist, we're here to find out. Well, of course you are. Just go enjoy it. <laughs> oh, we've bumped into one of your rants oh now. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Uh -huh. It's always, well, we're comparing these two cars, and we're here to find out. Yeah. Well, of course, that's what everybody watching is <laughs> here to find out. That's why I clicked out. the video, yeah. I know that, so <laughs> stop it. Yes. Okay, it's, but it's their uh, thesis statement. but he, it is. <laughs> there you go. But but oh, so he was. They'll end it the same way, and we found out they, that, found that would out. that would be better. At least I would respect <laughs> that. At least you come full circle. Yes. But but he had this he had this M3 when he was over there, and he loved it, and he sold it before he left, and now he's back in Vancouver, and he only has about thirty thousand dollar Canadian to work with, 
and he's really wanting to find his next fun car, and he's mm -hmm. kind of feeling like he can't afford what he wants, that his money went further in Dubai. That's kind of the struggle here. So he's come to us mm -hmm. with, I mean, he's, he actually said, if I'm fully honest about this email, he said $25,000 Canadian, and then he went, <laughs> okay, Paul, I'll give you 30. So he gave Paul 30, so it. let's be honest, we'll use 30. It. He would really like to have an E92 again, but in Canada, those are running 35 to 40 grand. So we're talking about where does he get that feel? Mm -hmm. He loved having, mm -hmm. uh, he would love to have a different engine size. Obviously, he had a V8 in that thing. He'd love to have a different engine experience. He wants manual transmission. So this is where we start. Mm -hmm. And all four of us should chime in on this. This will be interesting I agree. to talk about it. I mean, he. He feels like the obvious options, uh, Darren said, are the uh, the STI or the FRS BRZ. I do think those are candidates here. I'm guessing with that money, you're probably buying a used STI. Yeah, it could be. My suspicion. Uh, and um, then probably new on the FRS BRZ. I mean, those are good options. But I think coming out of that E92, I think you're going to be at a loss for power. On the, as much as I, as an owner, love my car. You run from that E92 V8 it's, and you wind up in an FRS, you're going to be like, where's my power? Yeah, yeah you're going to have that conversation. It's like three FRSs, where's the power? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some options here, um, Darren, but I do want to hear from Ben and Ben because, uh, as Darren says in his email, Vancouver is a hub for JDM imports, so lots of 90s, early 2000s cars. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing we could go back to RX-7s. I mean, that could be kind of interesting as well. Yeah, I, but he's got a little more money than, than those even require, but yeah, keep Well, going. yeah, I mean, uh, I like the fact that he mentioned the 300ZX. I saw a pristine 300ZX somewhere. It was, uh, I was doing one of the car searches, and I came across a black one that was unmolested, and it was pristine, and I thought, you buy this car. Yeah, I was, I was on a rabbit, troll, rabbit hole of the internet late last week. I was yes, you have. This. By the way, everybody, Todd is wearing his... Ask me about cheap Phaeton shirts. I am, yes. So, of course, he's it now came wearing in. it. It looks kind of cool. I'm kind of glad about so it. So, find that but, on, yeah. on the store. But, uh, but no, I actually was on a terrible rabbit hole of, of looking up cars <laughs> on the internet. I actually... I actually it, my, my way to stop myself, honestly, was I sent Paul a text. It was like yeah. I had to have a confession moment. I sent Paul a text. Like, for the last hour, I had looked up all of the following cars. And something about sending that text, I was like... Now I really have to close the browser. But I did wind up for a while looking up 300ZXs, which of course I owned, and looking up what twin turbos that are nice are now, and just going, I won't, what am I doing? Stop! Yeah. But we do have a lot of, I mean, he's even talking about, and I think these are real options for you, Darren, he's even talking about uh, the GTRs we don't get here. The 32, yeah. 33, 34, yeah. those are options in Canada. And if you're interested in the JDM thing, I mean, come on, why not, why not shoot for the top? I mean, I think those are really good options here. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we had Matt Fair on the podcast not that long ago, and he's driven all of them. And his demeanor was kind of the best one is the one you can get. But yeah. they are, technology-wise, yeah. I mean, the newer they get, the better they get is our understanding. Obviously, we can't say we've driven them because they aren't here. But they're in Canada, so they're I'm going to live, Canada, but I'm gonna live say, through Darren on it. You know, that those cars really are, you know, what everybody says they are. They are mm -hmm. truly a dramatic driving difference. Yep. Yep. And, you know, we certainly look forward to driving something different. Justin, if you're listening... <clears throat> Yes, uh, <laughs> our friend Justin, who now has Matt's old yeah, one. Yeah, that's a true Matt's point. old one. So Justin <laughs> yeah, yeah. was the uh, private owner who lent us his Boss 302 and the GT350 when he had it. Yeah. Generous guy, and uh, yeah, bought Matt's. So we still think of you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky enough to live right next to uh, a JDM importer. Okay. Actually, multiple JDM importers. Okay, but sure. uh, okay. our, right. our buddy Chris at Driver Motorsports, uh, in like literally 10 minutes from Ben's house, mm -hmm. uh, he imports. <laughs> multiple multiple R32 GTRs a week, oh, you know. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So we've driven 
uh, R32s before, and they're fun cars. Um, I, I think if you want to get like a, a, a JDM like tuner car, like and because I feel like the E92 is definitely a car with an engine experience. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like a Agreed. big. There's a big, personality to that engine. The, the, sure. There's oh, personality to that engine too. I mean, that is a wonderful sounding engine. Which electric cars are not going <laughs> to have? There it is. <laughs> like uh, the FRS is a great car. We have to drive one. Oh, like. <laughs> You're all about the noise. Hey, Let's be electric honest. can sound cool too. Okay, but think about how how important the noise is. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it like, is. I think that's honestly like the main thing that people don't like about electric cars, really. Yeah. Like, well, so Darren is saying here he doesn't necessarily want this, but he's just kind of thinking: should I go Japanese? Both of you guys are, you know, Japanese yeah. tuners. <laughs> both, <laughs> you're both Japanese. Wait, no. no, you're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you're doing a build, even though it's an American car, technically. But he's, he's doing. He has a new it's build. It's a Mazda. I do. I have another build. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, yeah. The the Escort is actually a Mazda. It's a Mazda BG chassis. Right. Uh, and then the engine came from Europe. So I mean, it's just a, a the car was actually assembled in Mexico. It's a world car. So, yeah, it's been everywhere. Sure. Um, but we are we are definitely an emphasis on <laughs> JDM cars okay. um, imports. Um, I mean, we like Euro cars and everything too. Um, but uh, the tuner car kind of thing is ours. And I mean, to to hear um, you know Darren's story about being in Vancouver now, mm -hmm. you know, moving from a warm climate to a cold climate, I immediately think Subaru. Because sure, I'm, sure. I'm a Subaru fanboy at heart, uh, sure. and that's just that's always me. Um, but, the, but he does talk about the, he doesn't get much snow there, so he doesn't really need that, um, and, and you know, he doesn't need to haul things around, so he doesn't need space. Uh, I'm also a big proponent of practical cars that are also fun. Um, sure. But sure. so that kind of opens up the realm of you can make some compromises and have a very sporty slash sports car. Mm -hmm. uh, so okay. when I think about JDM, I think they can have cars that are 15 years old. While as in the U.S., they yes. have to be 25. Yes. Uh, so that opens the door up for a lot of different things. Uh, and I immediately right. go to RX-7s because I love FDRX-7s. Mm -hmm. uh, and he can get the newer ones, which are a little bit nicer. Um, mm -hmm. You know, not by a large margin, but they are nicer. Um, so I would say that. Now, the rotary engine is not the most reliable engine. Um, I mean, we discussed this endlessly. It, yeah. Endlessly. So I pray could, that Ben is not going where you could. Uh -oh. You could LS swap one. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 however. No. <laughs> Talk about going down a rabbit trail. All right, look out. Okay, keep going. Now, you could. I mean, I would be a large proponent of that. I think that would be uh, a really good this option. This is the most convoluted car suggestion I've ever How, heard. However. <laughs> Hang on, Darren. Well, it gets better. No, it's, this, it's all good. Yeah. I say this because I had been looking at an LS FDRX7, uh, you know, as my next car. Um, I eventually didn't get that one, but... Um, I would say 370Z or uh, Z4M, Z4M Coupe. Excellent. Both, uh, you know, six cylinders, different yep. than you know the yep. V8. Both have great sound. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, like falling within that price range, pretty nice, you know, amenities wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm still struggling to, uh, you know, I think back, you know, if I had been in this position at age 26, and, you know, what was I really into? I had a Honda Accord at the time, but uh, then had the Porsche 928 soon thereafter. Well, the so. Honda Accord was on nitrous running, you know. It was. Precision it was. With yeah. a wing bolted just to the sheet metal so <laughs> yeah. it wiggled. It doesn't go to yeah. the frame. But it's... you got a great deal on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, I keep coming back to Darren's love for BMWs. And I almost think that if he went something different while we preach that and we're, you know, I'm mm -hmm. saying there's argument to be made that he should be open to it, especially given the scene that's in Vancouver, I keep coming back to your point that it's hard to go from what he had in Dubai, mm. that beautiful V8, and then go to something that is, it makes power totally different. Will that satisfy him? Will it be like, well, I had a toe in that pool, and then 
I didn't really like the high-strung turbo but thing. I, but I think if he so, winds up with a car that he really likes... I liked your BMW suggestion. I'm trying no, to I think, think... I think both of those are good, Ben. Uh, but I think if, if he winds like up in a car that he really likes again, I think it's a win. I, I think, well, I think, of course. I think, of course. Because he's even, he's even almost saying, look, I like motorcycles. I get a motorcycle cheap. Should I just get one of those? I, I feel like what <laughs> he's really thing. wanting is a car that he can really love and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And the thing we don't know here from Darren is how he's going to use this. Because if, if Darren had said, hey, I'm going to track this like crazy, then I think an FRS BRZ becomes an option because it's a great chassis to chuck around. True. True. But I don't know that he's going to do that. But I have to say the thing that I can't believe you haven't brought up, Paul. Okay. But I have to answer two things at once. Okay. First off, Darren, you said, what about an E46? I'm going to say to, say to you uh, subframe issues. But E46s <laughs> are great. Honestly, E46s are great. We drove yeah, one in Icon. Yeah. They're awesome, awesome cars. That inline six is the hero of inline sixes. It's just, if you want to experience an inline Z4M? six, it's great. Yes, Z4M, yeah. exactly. That, that's another way to get that. I like the Z4M that Ben is recommending better because the problem with the E46 is it probably needs something done to it. And that will probably not be cheap. Yeah. So you may I mean, blow your budget getting a nice one yeah. and then have a problem. That's one thing I want to avoid. But I will say, before Paul says it, <laughs> <coughs> Porsche Cayman. Well, at this price point, are we looking at 06, 07s? We are. First We're looking gen, at first gen Porsche Caymans. 987s yep. at a high yep. mileage and, okay, possibly a really but well I think, kept one. I've seen them with 115,000 miles, cherry, pristine, yes. one owner, blah. If you can find that. I like it. But, I, but see, this is the reason I bring up both those cars in contrast. Because I think if you were to spend the same money on a used E46 or a used Cayman, my suspicion is the Cayman will cost you less to run. That's my suspicion. Mm. I think the mm. E46 is going to surprise you with stuff and the Cayman won't. <laughs> surprise! It's another bill. Yeah. I think the Cayman <laughs> is less likely and it gives him a totally different experience. We're now talking flat six... Mid-engine. That's a totally different It's a totally experience. different experience than where he was. That's why my brain goes there. And I can't believe you didn't beat me to it, but I'm going to go there anyway. I, I, I mean, like you it. could always lease like one. If, if, if you want to just experience, you know, a different car for a certain period of time, maybe, you know, I don't know what your financial situation looks like, but if you're expecting it to be different, you know, in the future and you want to play around with different cars, I mean, you can lease more expensive cars for cheaper, you know, monthly costs. Now, granted, you don't get anything in the end. Mm-hmm. you got to give true. it up. True, true, Right. But so we have to hear from the other Ben, who's chomping at the bit do. over here. I, I am. I'm very excited. Okay, to say. so thirty thousand Canadian at the at the exchange rate as of this podcast. So that's twenty two thousand nine hundred seventeen. So let's call it twenty three thousand U.S. Okay. Okay. So that's where we're at. But that's the first gen came in. We're at that first point, gen. They... Seven is the one I had. That Guess was where he's going. Three letters are coming. Three letters are coming. <laughs> I, can, I is it IMS. Yes, IMS, IMS issues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, it's a possibility. It's a yeah. genuine possibility. Well, Those IMS are the cars that are in that. It's never been associated with high mileage. It's been associated with tracking a car. And or cars it's that specifically sat. in the manual, they say, if you put race tires on this car, your warranty is void. Yeah. Because suddenly you're introducing higher G-forces in cornering, yeah. the oil mm-hmm. starvation to one side of the engine or another. But you're still rolling the dice. That sit. I mean, that's you tough are. to know. You never you really are. know. But yeah, cars yeah. that have been driven, I'm, I'm less worrisome about. To be honest, the, it's never been a high. We've talked about this back and forth on the podcast. I mean, the thing about the IMS, and we joked about it, is according to the internet, all of those cars are just about to explode at any time. <laughs> That's uh, why there's so many for sale. Exactly, right? exactly. Of course, yeah, I'm just get, using logic. Get that out, honey, get that out of the garage. It's going to blow up. It's going to blow yeah, up. Yeah, there is that problem. Right. But the thing is, it's based on everything we've heard and from mechanics and otherwise. It's roughly 10 percent of cars now, as you're saying, Ben, 
or Ben, uh, the, there, there is, it does exist. There is a dice roll, but there is a fix, too. So I would also calculate that into your possible cost here, Darren. If you wanted to go that route, you want to give yourself a peace of mind, roughly mm -hmm. a couple thousand dollars, you can get it fixed. Uh, we actually have, have heard from people on the podcast that have done it themselves as well, which is interesting. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that I recommend that, but you, hey, if you're bold and you want to do it, feel yeah, free. Yeah, but if you have the clutch out and you already can be at the flywheel, it's a while you're in there kind of fix. I have never in my life had this, had been able to say the sentence, well, you know, I've got the clutch out. You know, it's just, he, it's ben laying has. on the ground. Ben has, yes. He's, got, he's probably had multiple. F fine, fine, oh, but this is not, this is not <laughs> no, my I gift. No, I don't. My point is this is not my gift. I have never been, well, you know, while I'm in there, that has never happened with me in a car. <laughs> yeah, the the ZX2 is notorious for a well, I guess infamous for a terrible transmission. I've gone through five. Five. So it's so to the point where like yes, a quick release it's transmission. While I'm in there, it is. It right. is. Uh, I I think I did it in 47 minutes. Well, I can pull the transmission out. You're your own pitch crew. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. Sorry, Ben. You, you were going besides IMS. You were gonna make recommendations. Oh yes. yeah. Well, I like the. I actually like. I'm surprised. I liked Ben's uh, suggestions of the. M coupe. Mm, wow. well, well, you said 370, and that's like almost saying like 350, which is one of my favorite cars ever. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think 370 is a better choice than a 350. The 350 is cheaper. The 370 would be nicer compared like to if you're used 90. To BMW, it's a better refinement yeah. for but, sure. I, yeah, I think I feel like Darren kind of like dug himself into like a really good hole to be in, which is you a good hole to be in. Um, which is that you he started with like the very best. Like he started with like he one did. of the best performance enthusiast yeah. cars that you can have. So then going from that to something else, it like you kind of might have to accept a step down. <laughs> Not even a lateral move anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. But he's created expectations for himself. Ex exactly. For sure. yeah. yeah. Like he needs refinement. He had one of the best engines ever. He had one of the most fun chassis ever. He had one of the best sounding cars ever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, M M Coupe I think would be a good op option. Three seventy. He's in a situation that I'm kind of familiar with because I have a bike that I use to get around with sometimes. Okay, sure. Um, Motorcycle, that is, just yeah, Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, from personal experience, he should get an Evo because he's only driving. It's in his price. It's notice, in his price notice you didn't say Porsche. I didn't say Evo. We're, yeah. we're, we're passing the buck here. I, I actually kind of counted on Ben to come up with the Evo. I didn't bring Tr it up on Truly, purpose. we're going. the younger generation yeah. of you guys. Yeah, you <laughs> it's frightening, yeah. Because... Um, it, they're just better than WRXs. And oh, here it is. And, wow. I was waiting for that. But do you know how but, much comments, and, how many this, comments and on, email, hate mail you're going to get? People can't see the room, but here's the fascinating <laughs> thing. We have half the room, one Ben and I, that like the Evo better than the STI, and the other two of you are more prone to go STI. <laughs> hey, That's true. <laughs> and you're the editors. And, okay. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> they're going to edit that out, aren't they? They're going to edit that out. Well, you guys, you guys could edit if you, if you, if you do it. Um, no, they're smart enough to, to avoid it, and then they go, I don't know true. how to edit. Yeah, it's true. Well, now Ben, ben does edit. I don't edit. Um, uh, but um, it's in his price point. Uh, if, because, like I said, he's going to have to kind of accepts like a step down in some area sure sure it's still a phenomenal chassis like it is a great handling car it will have all-wheel drive which he didn't used to have which gen are you talking here um well he can get any of them but i uh -huh. feel like if he wants to stay anywhere near the ballpark of refinement to an e90 like the 10 is the closest you come He's with probably, needs a, probably needs a 10 mr in fact i would say yeah well the which... ssl the sun sun sound and leather package or whatever sure, it is sure, sure. If, if you if you like needs that refinement yeah um i have a nine I've, i love it the eights are just like the nines they just don't have variable valve timing they have different bumpers um so i think eight eight or nine if you want something really raw and cheaper and then mm -hmm. 10 mm -hmm. if you want something slightly more refined um but 
if you're only driving five to six miles a day, see where you're going with this. Great. You and then I daily my Evo, which I hate. It's not a good car to daily, but he doesn't. Sounds like he can take the bike sometimes. <coughs> STIs are great for dailies. <clears throat> yes, STIs, they STIs are, are great yes, for blending are. in with everyone else who has a Subaru, because like we're in Utah, I all of Utah, yeah, all of Maine, right, all all of Idaho. Like Idaho, there's su yeah. like Subarus are super popular, and there's a great reason. But if you want to stand out at all, like mm -hmm. they it, they don't. I agree with They that. don't register. I don't think Evos are kind of rare wherever you go. I agree with so, that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I've got a random suggestion for the group, uh -oh. and it's a consideration for Darren. If Darren comes out with an actual car from this, it might be a miracle. We yeah, it, could be. Yeah. it could be. Well, no, we'll have suggested it because we've suggested everything. Well, exactly. Ben, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the point that you, you, know, you can get an Evo 8 or an Evo 9 for you know, cheaper than you've got budgeted here. Um, you can get a nice one for 20 uh, and then for what you've got left over, invest that into the motorcycle. I mean, oh, he likes yeah. motorcycles. That, that is another. Yeah. I see these guys nice follow motorcycle. our financial advice model. Mm -hmm. They, they subscribe no, to spend that. It all. Spend, spend it all. Spend it all. Do you have the money? Spend it. Spend Do you not it? have the money? Still spend it. Yes. There right, are loans right. for that. No, is, I don't endorse that. No, I was going to mention an EcoBoost Mustang because there's a tuning scene there. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that are you know starting to tune that engine. I like that engine. I was staying in the front engine rear drive realm that he came from in, the, in that 08 M3. And that's kind of where I'm, my headspace is at. I and try. I thought, FRS, maybe, but too little of everything. It's a step backwards for him. No offense. Right? I take your point. I see, no, I see how you get there. And, sure. you know, we can get into tuning out of class discussions at that can, point yeah. that we've talked about endlessly lately. But what about an EcoBoost Mustang? I would say you're going to have uh, a drastic decrease in audio performance. I mean, you're going you're from a great all about sounding the engine. Audio. Well, no, but he, he, no, but he does make a strong point. But though. you're hitting yeah. on something interesting, though, because here's the thing: I actually wonder if you go Mustang, if for this kind of money, then go used V8. Because look, Could. Tom, Could. for example, just posted that piece where you know Tom <laughs> yes. can't just. I think he still can't get over himself yes, how much he, he liked jumped that, out of his GT. skin but driving this car. What we're talking about in the in the E92. Is a, a V8 with personality. You wind up in yeah. a car that yeah. has a V8 with personality as an option, but you got the four-cylinder. I think you're always going to feel like you fell a little short. So I okay. actually think your Mustang okay. suggestion is interesting because you get them in. Look, the American V8s don't sound like the European V8s. They don't. No, they don't. And they have they a don't. different personality. Very much. So winding up in in that Mustang might be interesting because of the shift. Now, honestly, I don't think that the interior might be what is this thing, but well. the what, what is the this V8 thing? There? Talk about Evo, you know, tens. What yeah, is this well, interior? Well, if you're going to go there, if you're going to go V8 Mustang, I'm going to go right back to LS RX-7. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. you didn't have to do a motor swap. Yeah. And it it you, comes like that yeah. from the factory. See, the, the Mustang does have air conditioning. Build it that way. And and you can get AC in RX-7. <laughs> you can find somebody to work on your Mustang. Yeah, that's funny. LS motors are and, very reliable. And if you want to talk about interior, if you want to talk about interior, the... The RX-7 no. doesn't need to have a good interior. Well, okay, but what does Darren need? Like, that's like... Right. And Evo doesn't have to have a nice interior either. In fact, mm -hmm. it, it can't, but like, it's, <laughs> it's you know... Yeah. And, you know, being the fact that he's in Vancouver, I don't look at all-wheel drive as a necessity in the Pacific Northwest. It does get cold. It snows occasionally. Certainly it does, but, but it's, it's not it's like... But it's rain. Yeah. And You're not so dealing with it like we do here in you're Utah. Really yeah. You're really yeah, not. You're really not. And he even brings it up. That's a good point. So that's why I was sticking with that formula that he comes out of. And personality. Mm -hmm. it, I don't want it to sound like a, you know, oh, gosh, yet another Mustang. But with, for something with personality, Darren, watch, you know, Tom's enthusiastic 
response to this car, mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. cannot deny that the Mustang does have a personality of all of its own. Certainly. So that's where I was coming from in, I can in see terms how you got of, there. Yeah. you know, let's, because everything else we're talking about, not that they're bad, they're great suggestions, but it does require a headset, you know, a head shift mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. And maybe he embraces that. Maybe it's, mm -hmm. you know what, mm -hmm. I've had it, I'm done with that recipe for now. I'm trying something different. Uh, I'm just wondering. Just wondering, Darren. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I would like to know more information from Darren about like how like how close he wants to stay to an E92. Yeah. Sure. I don't right. know if he said that. I mean, he's missing it clearly. Yeah. Right. And which makes me think, if you're if you miss the car, you know, why don't you get back into something well, you as can't close as you can? Right. Right. But the yeah. Z4M, I think, is the closest. You I, I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do. That's Big a, block Chevy in an RX7. I mean, that's we'll super see close. if you want to go totally different. LSs aren't big block. Okay, they're not like a big block, but still. <laughs> All right. Well, Darren, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. We've we've kind of been uh, round and round, and there's some. If great he finds something in guys. that, more power to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a moment of genius. For different cars. For exactly. Yeah, this exactly. Is good. Right. This is good. But, we should uh, probably move on to questions, of which there are quite a few. Actually, you guys responded really well to uh, these guys being on and. Uh, have asked some cool questions of Ben and Ben. Uh, so I want to get into some of those. Looks like most of them are on Facebook. I'm looking through Instagram right now as well, and there's a couple on there. Did you notice any, Paul, you want to jump in on? Yeah, there's a lot for the guys here, and uh, <laughs> even, uh, even stuff for us, which is hilarious, because Chad asks us, is it just me, or do you guys always try to help somebody by suggesting C5 Corvettes, BMW 1Ms, or Mazda 6s. Well, Chad, we were completely away from <laughs> the that Maz tonight. The Mazda 6, by the way, hasn't been brought up in a while. I do want to no, mention it hasn't. that for us. No, it hasn't. But and, yeah. uh, was, is that the most recent generation of Mazda 6 that you're recommending? Or? I don't know that I've ever recommended a Mazda 6, yeah, but I, that's a side note. Mazda 3 is a lot. Mazda, Mazda 3 is keep going, a lot. Keep going. Well, this is my complaints about... Uh, oh, yeah, we've got to bring that up as well. This is why I'm saying, you know, why we, we have Tom driving a lot of the stuff that we don't get here in North America, but... Uh, I, you know, I want more choice. I really do, because it does seem like, you know, at certain price points, that you're kind of limited. So we're trying to be creative, but if we're going to be really creative, you've got to go back in time a long ways, which begets the question about maintenance and upkeep. But, so what's your appetite for but that? But Chad's content? bumped into. If we're talking uh, early 2000s, the mm -hmm. 90s, the 300ZX. Yeah, it's pristine now, but all right. I know Chad's kind of kidding, but Chad has bumped into a, a worthwhile question about the podcast, and we've talked about mm -hmm. it before. Yeah. And that is, look, good cars are good cars. They're going to keep coming up in recommendation. Of course. We're not going to bring up these cars because we feel like, well, I have to push that car. It's because, look, if that's right. one of the best cars in class, uh, look, I, I, I'll mention it. The FRS and the Cayman. <laughs> we have talked them up one side and yeah. down the other, and almost to the point that we're sick of hearing them, except for the fact that each time one of us gets in either of those cars, which we own, we go, this is a really good car. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If, that means yeah. you guys have the right car. Yeah. If, yeah. if a car yeah. is a good car, it's going to keep coming up. I'll give you a out-of-normal recommendation discussion. Hasn't it been since the start of Car and Driver's 10 Best list that the Honda Accord's been on it like every year? Well, There's two conclusions there. There's two conclusions. <laughs> How much money can they spend on advertising it, in the it, magazine? Either either Honda has paid off Car and Driver <laughs> is is one option, That's or option. the possibility that the Honda Accord is actually a pretty good car in that class. Which, so this is what ha this is the yeah. downside, if you will, to the podcast, which we obviously love doing, but there are going to be recurring recommendations. Well, if you've listened for a while, there are recurring recommendations because those are good cars in these classes. And we every now and then get into a w w real rabbit trail of something that is just off in the weeds that we don't mm -hmm. normally bring up. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'll give you one that gets overlooked a lot, the Mini Cooper. 
It does. Mini Cooper's fun. It's a good car. It's and enjoyable to drive. Mercedes. But yeah, but but the thing is, it typically gets overlooked by other things in that class that we like better. So invariably, I can always tell when somebody writes in because they own a certain car and they go, "Why do you never bring this up?" I'm like, "Oh, you own one, don't you?" Ah, uh, you own which, one. Which is totally cool because there's <laughs> there's plenty of cars that are like the eight on the scale of that class. We typically end up recommending the nines and the tens. Right. Lexus three fifty, IS three fifty. Well, there's also an aspect of different cars, even if they're not the best in their class at performance, they're the best at something else. And, and, and every car is different for every person. So, I mean, for you two, the FRS and the Cayman are the perfect mm -hmm. cars for you because that's what you're looking for. Because yeah. I'm essentially just a child that likes an orange car. I understand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I get it. Yes. I, I, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I've got a thing for wagons right now. I don't know why. Because you're becoming a car journalist. You're becoming a car journalist. Into that, I, exactly. I, I is it a brown at, Mercedes no, wagon? No, it's not. Legacy wagon. Super okay. legacy wagon. All right. Well, still. <laughs> I was sitting, honestly, in my front room today because we were having the weirdest weather today. Every five minutes oh my it was gosh. different. And it wasn't even like yeah. it progressed in a logical fashion. It wasn't like it was snow and then rain and then sunny. No, it was just like every five minutes it decided to just jump somewhere. And of so course, this is the first day we've been in Utah, so I assume it's that way all yeah, the time. Yeah, every day has lightning storms, <laughs> massive but, but hail, I, But rain, I actually was looking sleep. out my front window, and, I, and somebody drove by in a white uh, Volvo V60 wagon. Cool. But totally he, cool. And he hooned by, too. By <laughs> and the thought I had, literally, I, I, I caught myself, I was like, how much of a car journalist am I? He drove by and I went... Why doesn't everybody have one of those? Mm, yeah. <laughs> was, that is the most car journalist thought I've ever had. Why doesn't everybody have a Volvo C60? That's oh, right. Anyway, that's right. Yeah. Well, see, going back to Darren here, a 15-year mark, you could probably get yourself on an Evo wagon, right? Is that coming in that, mm, that range? Yeah, absolutely. It's coming up there. Mm. Evo with eight wagon, maybe? No, actually, no. It's nowhere, no. It's nowhere couple close. A couple years. couple years. Yeah. You want a car that nobody else has, Darren. We have your car. M5 wagon. Get that. V10, Darren. V10. All right, so Ryan Enns writes to both of you. For Ben and Ben, whose music playlist is the worst as you continue on your cross-country journey? That's a killer question. And, yeah, it's probably mine. I enjoy really, like, I enjoy music that, like, it could be really objectionable if you don't like it. Like, I love rap music. Uh, I love metal. Um, so All right. Hey, I, I was a bass head yeah. in high school, so, yeah. you know, so old school. There's yeah, lots as, of... as the road trip goes on, it's like we go from, like, regular music, like, okay, cool, yeah, this is great, to, like, wait a minute, how do we like, get on this? If, <laughs> if Ben has control of the playlist, then it's just, like, super unobjectionable, you know, like... There's usually no words. Yeah, it's usually you know, just like, and, uh, and then I get it, and it's, like, yeah. Avenge Sevenfold, and, like, Run the Jewels, and just, like, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's like... Then we switch over to the podcast and just listen to that, so there you go. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, good, good. What else is on here? Let's go to Instagram. Some people wrote us on here. Uh, what else? What else? Here's one. Cade wrote in and he asked you guys, because Paul and I agree actually with the statement that Matt Farah made on the podcast a few weeks ago where he talked about not tuning out of class. I thought that was Love great, that. by the yeah. way. Yeah. 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 yeah okay, good, well, you may have already comment. answered the question. I mean, he's essentially asking what your opinion is on tuning. Is there that breaking point where stop tuning this car and buy something else? I So I feel like car ownership in general and just owning a sports car is like a totally illogical thing. Like why would you, why do you own an FRS? You don't own it for logical reasons. Mm -hmm. Like why do you own a Cayman? It's not no. so that you can like transport things and be practical and get good gas mileage. Peat mulch is my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My so, it's that garden you're building. It's I know. the garden it's, that I'm building up back. It's the garden car. I guess. It is. <laughs> it's, so I guess it would be like, am I trying to build this Evo? Like I'm not, but if I, if I was trying to make an Evo, you know, to like beat, cars that are like much faster and much mm -hmm. better like supercars mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. am i doing it because 
I want to beat them or am I doing it because I love my Evo and I want to have more experiences with it and I want to like make it my own personal thing. Sure. If it's the second sure. reason, I think tune it however you want. You can mm -hmm. tune way out of class. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. because it, at the end of the day, it's just whether you like it or not. Yeah. If right. you're trying to do right. it just because you want it to be fast, you want to have a f the faster car, yeah. just get the faster car. Like, right. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I agree so with I, I feel like I can lean on this pretty heavily because I have a car that is tuned a couple classes out, and, and it's easy for me to say that because it starts at like the bottom class. Uh, the Ford Escort ZX2 had 100 crank horsepower, or mm -hmm. 100 uh, wheel horsepower, I think, from the factory. Um, and so I have put uh, over 30 grand into this thing. I mean, just an absurd wow. amount of money. Um, and, and, and that car is tuned way out of class. And, mm -hmm. I, and there was definitely a point where I was like, okay, this car is becoming impractical to drive around. Mm -hmm. uh, once I turboed it, I daily drove it for about a year, and then I was like, I want a car that's nice because mm -hmm. uh, the car just started <laughs> rattling and you know it's Starbucks runs are no longer fun right a lot of chatter in the clutch uh, <laughs> transmissions breaking uh, after the fourth wow. transmission went um, I decided wait, to wait, get wait, wait. Car. Ben just said with a straight face, <laughs> after the fourth transmission, which tells you two things. First off, four transmissions. Secondly, there's been more than that. I mean, I realize he's covered five already, but just yeah. how many people in the world could say, well, after my fourth transmission? <laughs> Sorry, wow. Ben, go on. Well, so I still have the car because it was my first car. Sure, and so I sure. will never get rid of it. So there's nostalgia. I, I will totally continue tuning in mm -hmm. out of class mm -hmm. for as long as I can. Yes. 1,500 um, horsepower, turbo's the size of your head. <laughs> yes. Well, see, the car, the car won't ever really be competitive. And I realized that. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm tuned out of class. I mean, the thing's way faster than it was, obviously. But that's more out of my own enjoyment of it. I mean, mm -hmm. I've made it into the car that I wanted it to be. And I'm going to continue doing that. I'm going to continue improving on that because that's just the itch that I have. That's the mod bug uh, you know, on steroids. That car has gone way beyond what I originally thought it would be. Um, and, and I find enjoyment in that. Yeah. And so I will do that. But there's certainly a point where if you don't enjoy the car, then don't continue modding it to make it faster. I mean, if you don't like the car because it's not fast enough, you should probably look at a different car. Well, you're, but you're both saying, is there a, I will say it, say it this way, is there a personal and irrational reason that this car must stay around? It's totally irrational. And, no, no, <laughs> I'm, no but you see what I'm saying? Is it, it's that personal thing. For you, it was your first car. Mm -hmm. It's that personal thing. I want to keep this car for this reason, mm -hmm. so it's not going anywhere, so why not play with it? Mm -hmm. That's very different than, you know, one of the, the conversations I've had with people about the FRS, for example, is when they bring up, uh, cars that are faster but don't handle as well. Yeah. And 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 then they start worrying about doing a lot of canyon runs or doing a lot of track time. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, how much work are you going to have to do to car X mm -hmm. to make it handle like an FRS if you just bought one now? Right. But that's because of how are you using it? If, right. If, if I'm going to go drag from the lights, I need to get rid of my FRS yesterday yep. because there, there's, right. there's no point in spending right. money on that car to try to make it fast in a straight line. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you could you could do like a built a built turbo engine or whatever, and then you're gonna have a car that's like uh, as fast as like a Macan turbo or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Macan turbo. Yeah. And at that point, yeah, you just you. But you do have to. I mean, there's a discussion we've also had before. People that are riding it from places like Houston or where, whatever, where all they do is either commute or drive fast in a straight line. Mm -hmm. Don't get an FRS. I, get I, a Caprice. I, clearly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, stop. Stop. I'm having flashbacks to my car. life. But anyway, that's the car. But no, I mean, there, there, is, there is absolutely a factor here beyond just tuning out of class into what is your usage, and that matters too. You've got to get a car that plays to the strengths that you need. Yeah. But yeah. there is still that, that aspect of, even if, if you live in Texas, mm -hmm. you've got nothing but straight roads, but you want to go fast in a straight load, road, but you have an FRS, and you love your FRS, 
then sure, modded out of class, it's impractical. You're probably not going to be that competitive, but you'll have mm -hmm. fun. You'll enjoy it because sure. that's what you like. That's what appearances, whatever it may be. I like LS RX-7s because I like the way RX-7s look. I realize a Corvette is yeah. essentially the same thing and cheaper, uh, but I like the way the RX-7s look. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's I, I would be sort of like a three-quarter sized Corvette. It is. It's like a miniature. Yeah, you I know? like it. Yeah, <laughs> with the same power with your LS idea. All right. So Eric and Nico asked similar questions to the both of you. And they're a bit leading, but uh, do either of you write off entire brands of cars as a whole? And Nico follows, follows that up with, what's your least favorite car brand? Well, gee, those are kind of one and the same. So, Well, look, we drove here in a Kia, it? so we don't really write off many car brands. <laughs> Easy. Well, hey, You've got the Kia, Kia, the Kia fanboy right, right here. here. Yeah. Did Seriously. you see my Kia tattoo? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, he's serious. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wait, so how, how sarcastic was that, dude? Not at all. I actually have rented the Kia Soul so many times I've fallen in love with the yeah. toaster. Here's, here's like the oddity of my friend Paul. It's so weird. He has such incredibly expensive and exquisite taste. The things in his house, the things in his life, everything is very, very nice. And this leads him to Porsche. In fact, it leads him to almost anything with Porsche branding on it, oh, by yes. the way. Cologne, oh, uh, no. clothing. I mean, he, he really is that guy. Are you the one who buys how, like, the Porsche like pipe set and you don't even smoke or something? However, <laughs> that's a good idea. However, <laughs> however, somehow, inexplicably, inexplicably, the Kia Soul has pierced its way into his heart. And the Kia Soul comes up. And I've been in the soul, and it's fine. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It gets you going. It and is the now, weirdest thing. I think everyone has that car. Yeah. Was it the hamster commercials? It was totally the hamster commercials. They were good commercials. <laughs> they were good commercials. Yeah. They're yeah. creative. Yeah. No, I, I've rented it so many times, and it just has seemed to work in every situation. Yeah. It's nimble in traffic. Of course, the way I drive cars is the way I drive Priuses. You never take your foot off the gas. You just modulate your speed with the brake at all times. <laughs> Same thing with the Soul, but now Kia totally redeems themselves with the Stinger GT, the 2018 concept car. As a matter of fact, that relates to a question here. Do from we Luigi. know anyone at, at Kia? Can we get, just get sponsored by Kia and I, get it over with? Can we I just, mean, has just it redeemed jump itself Kia yet? <laughs> yeah. Has anyone driven the car? Is it actually good? Who knows? Like, I mean, Who knows? Yeah. Luigi is ask, actually asking. He said, please tell me you guys were serious. Luigi, I am serious about an Alfa Romeo based Julia versus say, a fully loaded Kia Stinger GT. Mm -hmm. I'll bet they're be kind of right in there Price somewhere. point, that'd be a very interesting discussion. I bet you the Kia is going to be significantly larger. Probably. Hmm. Probably. Made for a great Grand Touring car. Yeah. Take it across country. Heck yeah. <laughs> you Heck guys yeah. can do that next time. I Perfect. Am, right. I am you serious about Kia? that. <laughs> I am serious about that. But we I want to come back off. to the prior question. Do we have any brands as a whole that we write off? Lincoln. <clears throat> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. There's their tagline. <laughs> has been for years. It has. Uh, it has. We're giving them gold here. Kind of, kind of Buick in the same regard. Like, well, Buick's huge in China. Huge. But we are not currently in yeah. China. Well, I, I still, I still the don't understand. The first ever, what's that little tiny SUV that Buick just came out with? Uh, yeah, that's all bad. I want to say Enclave, but that's not right. It's not. That's not Vision or whatever it is. Yeah. The but first that's, ever. Isn't that, a, isn't that a Toyota or something? Isn't it? Like no, a, it's, it's a Chinese. It was a car made for the Chinese oh, market. Oh, really? The time over here. And yeah. I believe built there. I believe so. Mistaken. I believe you're right. I believe you're right. So remind me not to ever. Yeah. Here's what's <laughs> random about Buick in China, honestly, is that from Chinese car cultural perspective, all of the the usual suspects, including you know Lexus and uh, BMW and Mercedes, and all of those are considered old person's cars. Mm. So the young the young generation that has money flock to Buick. Buick, of all things. Because that's not the so, old person. So, exactly. Whereas here we are in the U.S. going, 
The only people that drive Buicks are grandparents. It's yeah. the exact opposite. Well, and, and they know that because yeah. their commercials are targeted towards that. Mm. I mean, they have commercials saying, "Where's yeah. you know, where's your Buick? Oh, that's a Buick. Yeah, wow, the Regal, it's totally the Regal GS. Yeah, yeah, was a yeah. was a cool attempt to revitalize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True, know, true, true. Any other questions? We should probably head toward the wrapping Envision, this up the 2017 soon. Buick Envision. Yeah, I'm not envisioning good things there, but yeah. Here it is, built mm -hmm. in China. Yikes. That's a car. That's a car, isn't it? <laughs> well, at least Buick has the thing with the portholes, and I think Maseratis are the Italian Buick hmm. with their porthole copying, yeah. styling, degrade. And I'll make the joke again. Portholes no American car company could have gotten away with calling their car the four-door. And yet the Italians have pulled it off with the Quattroforte. It's and amazing. The Ferrari, to me. the Ferrari. Yes. Well, and the, well, the new, Ferrari, the new A12 super fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Honestly, people have asked us what our thoughts are on that, and I have to say this: it almost feels like Ferrari is now naming their cars like the Japanese did 20 years ago. <laughs> the super happy fun fast car. You know, the yes. the great day while taking family car. Le, yeah, I mean it's that kind of word. much fast. It's like, it's like it's like Ferrari is headed that direction. We have the the Ferrari, the Ferrari, and the Ferrari Superfast. Who is now na doing naming? Maybe they're trying it. Maybe but you a. know the Italians when they do it, they mean it seriously. Oh, of it's course. Like, no, no, no. He's the Ferrari. The Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> that's not course. Italian, but whatever. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, look at what America was doing. Like the Ford Probe. Mm -hmm. I mean, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, what? That's a, that's how did we get away with that? Well, you're, you're supposed to replace the Mustang. We've got to find another name. Uh, everything That'll is work. supposed to replace yeah. the Mustang. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Really, have Ford? You, have you heard about the A12 Superfast? No. It is the, uh, the what is it? The, oh. It's the F12. Is it, F12 is it super fast? Okay. It has, well, let's well, hope we're so. hoping. Almost, Let us almost hope 800 so. horsepower? Okay, yeah. 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 I was hoping for 1 million, but <laughs> 800 will work. Yeah. Yeah, they say it's their fastest production Ferrari. Okay. Not counting the law Ferrari. So like Dodge Demon amount of power? Right. Or, uh... I'm sure they'll be very oh. similar. You know, <laughs> so that's no, somebody's going to have to drive race the new Demon right. with another Tesla P100D. And, um... Going back to writing off brands, like I would be like happy to write off Dodge or something, but they keep... Would you? like Yeah, I, I kind of really? would be. Like back when it was just like the Challenger. Mm -hmm. But then recently, okay. in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. they've just been... They've chained emphasis. They, they yeah. keep doing enthusiast based like they mm -hmm. like who would make a hellcat like what company would make a hellcat except yeah. for they they are the right. only ones doing things that are fantastically nuts yeah, yeah. their, their so lineup yeah, isn't that right. interesting and yet they keep going you know what we could do yeah <laughs> which is hysterical and then they then they really they uh, drop the stuff about the demon and now they're doing a durango srt which i think is amazing yeah. a three yeah. three row yeah, 470 horsepower. agreed and for this reason todd and i cannot figure out why dodge does not enter the german market We've been wanting a Hellcat on the Autobahn mm -hmm. for a few years now. We've been yeah. dreaming yeah. of this. Dreaming of this That video. would be awesome, yeah. I think they'd, they'd actually and get you could make it. <laughs> you could, they they would could. get a Hellcat, they would call Tom. And then yeah. They would call Tom, exactly. exactly right. Yes, they totally would. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I want to touch on Jason Newman's question. Jason uh, spotted a very rare Porsche in Australia today. According to Wikipedia, only four were built a 968 Turbo RS. And he wow. even sent us a picture. I see that, yeah. I was hoping, I was, I was scared there that you, you were going to, oh, wow, yeah, look at that. Kind of cool. Huh. Yeah. That's neat. That's like a I just, I couldn't finish yeah. up the podcast without 
saying you had to Porsche. do random Porsche mentions. I had That's to. A shock. I had to. <laughs> Jason, thanks for sending that in. He's that was drinking really cool. himself into a stupor right now. <laughs> really <Porsche> cool. <laughs> yeah. I was worried you were going to say it's a, a very rare car, and it's the only car that was made in this year with this color, with this trim, and only with the sunroof. Because I've heard that so many times. My car is one of seven because of this color code and interior combination. <laughs> that does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what are some other questions you had for these guys? Anything else before we wrap up? I, I, think, I think we have done uh, plenty of damage this evening. So I think we've <laughs> All right, well, we're, uh, we're here shooting uh, uh, a couple of cars. Todd and I are. We're mm -hmm. shooting a couple of cars. We're here shooting a couple of couple presenters. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ben and Ben are yeah. shooting us while we're shooting cars, so everybody's shooting something, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and yeah. really hope you enjoy the podcast. Write to these guys. They're all the usual suspects at Gears and Gasoline everywhere you can find them. Yep. They're doing some awesome stuff and uh, looking forward to seeing you again back in Utah when, uh, I mean, whenever. Are there, are there any atypical places people should find you? Or is it just looking, is it mainly the YouTube channel or is there uh, one, one focus or not? Yeah, we are YouTube centric, um, yeah. but if you want to contact us, just email to us at gearsandgasoline at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, I would say email for more like business related uh, inquiries. And then we've got Facebook and Instagram for more of just like if you just want to chat about something. Perfect. Um, yep. If we're on a road trip and we got free time, yeah. and we can't go wrong. Which we will. <laughs> can't go wrong by writing "Dear Ben" because you know it'll go to one of you, right. and yeah. you, you, uh, they'll be. You safe. can't go wrong if you we, remember one name, you remember both. We sign our good. emails with "Thanks, Ben." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. No problem. So. Yeah. Well, thank you guys not only for making the crazy road trip to see us, but for being yeah. here on the podcast. It's Thanks really so much cool. for having us yeah, on. Yeah, it's it. a real pleasure. A lot of fun, and thank you all for listening again. Till next time, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cheers.